My name is Patrick McGilvray, and I'm an experienced marathoner, ultra runner, sports nutritionist, master life coach, and weight loss coach for runners. I've dedicated my life to helping runners just like you properly fuel your body and your mind so you can get leaner, get stronger, run faster, and run longer than you ever thought possible. This is Running Lean. Hey there, and welcome to episode 148 of Running Lean. My name is Patrick McGilvray, the weight loss coach for runners today, determining your carbohydrate tolerance. So a lot of people make this assumption that if you're a low carb athlete, that it means that you don't ever eat any carbs at all. And this simply isn't true. I've talked about this before here on the podcast. There's definitely a time and place for carbs in your diet, but you need to understand how carbs affect you as an individual before you start piling all those sweet potatoes onto your plate, okay? We all have differing levels of tolerance when it comes to carbohydrates. Some people can handle more than others without any negative side effects at all. Others need to keep their carb intake fairly low or they experience all kinds of issues, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Carbohydrates are not bad, but understanding how you tolerate them can definitely prevent a lot of the common issues and, and a lot of the negative side effects that a lot of people experience. So here today, I'm gonna to explain the importance of determining your carbohydrate tolerance so that you can lose weight, improve your endurance, and basically achieve all of your health and fitness goals. And for a lot of people, figuring out how many carbs is gonna be right for you as an individual is challenging, it's kind of confusing. And this is why this is a big part of what I do as the weight loss coach for runners. So we're not only gonna focus on how many carbs you're eating, but we wanna focus on the timing of those carbs as well. We wanna make sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck, so to speak, without any of the issues that come along with increasing carbs in your diet. So it's not an all or nothing kind of thing. We need to figure out, we need to do a little bit of experimenting. We do a little trial and error. Um, and we gotta figure out what is the right plan, what is the right sort of recipe for you uh, around workouts, how many carbs, the timing of your, of your carbs. Um, but listen, having a coach there to help you make sense of all this and help you figure it out, it's just like hitting the easy button on all this for you, okay? And this is my jam, this is what I do every single day. So or if you're ready to just stop the struggling and hit that easy button, I'm here for you, okay? To learn more, just go to runningleancoaching.com slash apply, fill out a short application, you and I will get on a call and we'll see if the Running Lean Coaching Project is a good fit for you. I would love to have you in my unique weight loss coaching program for runners, the Running Lean Coaching Project, where the project is you. Just go to runningleancoaching.com slash apply to get started. And if I sound like I'm a little nasally today, it's because I have had this head cold for like 10 days now. And I rarely, rarely get sick. The last time I was sick was at the beginning of 2020 before COVID. I probably had COVID at the time, but I haven't had any kind of uh, head cold or anything since then. And this one has been lingering. And it's kind of um, 
I'm ready for this to be done because it's driving me crazy. Uh, not only do I sound nasally, I feel like my head is going to explode still. I'm trying not to take any medication. I, I did that for a few days at the beginning, but that stuff just messes me up. And I feel like I just want my body to, to fight this off and, and do what it needs to do naturally. Um, but one, one thing about this is I, for about a week there, I completely lost my sense of smell and taste. And I, I did a COVID test because I was like, man, I think I probably have COVID because I had a fever and, you know, um, coughing and lost my sense of smell and taste. Tested negative for COVID. So that's not what it is. It's just a, a head cold that is really messing with my, my whole system here. So um, this past weekend, though, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because this past weekend here in Cincinnati, we had uh, this uh, festival called the Coffee Fest. And it was it's one of those things where so we have lots of festivals here in the summer, you know, we have and they're all uh, uh, revolved around drinking. Right. They're all about wine tasting and, and beer fests and. Or, you know, we have Oktoberfest Cincinnati, which is really popular here. And it's just a bunch of junk food and beer. And finally, there's something where I can go and actually enjoy. This is my jam. I love coffee. I love good coffee. I, I drink very high quality coffee. I grind my own beans. Um, and I'm, I'm very particular about coffee. And I'm like, this is going to be perfect. So got these tickets and I'm like, oh man, I, I hope I can actually taste some of this coffee and showed up at the coffee fest and I'm walking around the different vendors and and trying their coffee and trying to smell it. I like I could not smell or taste anything. I mean, nothing at all. And, you know, I felt bad because I was like, man, I, I would really be enjoying this if I could smell or taste any of this. So much of taste is is um, on your is through your nose, right? How you smell things. So I'm, I'm at this beautiful place, uh, a music hall in Cincinnati, beautiful place, all these amazing coffees around. I'm tasting the coffee and they're explaining to me the different notes of citrus and floral and, and cocoa. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just going to take your word for it because I can't taste anything at all. Oh, it's such a bummer. But my uh, sense of smell and taste are coming back. I can definitely smell things now and uh, my taste is coming back. And I'm, I love food too. I love to eat and eating food has not been extremely enjoyable to me. It's just been like, well, I better eat some food because I need the energy to, to, you know, get through my workouts and such, but it was nothing that I could taste at all. So what a weird experience to go there. I've never had this before. I've lost my sense of taste and smell like that before. So I don't recommend it. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's no fun. But I'm getting through this, but I'm hoping that, you know, by the next time I record my next podcast, I won't sound so nasally, but I'm just, I'm apologizing. You're just going to have to deal with it for right now. Okay. So here's what I want to talk about today. I have been uh, talking to a lot of runners and, you know, a lot of people are into this higher training uh, cycle, you know, higher training parts of their our training cycle, because we've got all of our fall races happening these days. You know, New York Marathon is, you know, about uh, 10 days away. So um, a lot of people are talking about uh, training and, you know, how they're maybe increasing carbs. So we're having these conversations in our, our client calls and our coaching calls about how to 
match your carb intake uh, along with your training, okay? And for everybody that I talk to, it's a little bit different. We all have a different tolerance for carbohydrates, okay? And I wanna explain, first of all, what this means. Like, what does it mean that you can tolerate, quote unquote, like tolerate carbs or not tolerate carbs? You know, I've talked before that a lot of people have a, a, some level of intolerance for carbohydrates. I think the human body in general has some level of intolerance for carbohydrates, and some people are more susceptible um, to that than others, more sensitive to that intolerance than others, okay? So when I talk about tolerance, what I'm really talking is about is how many carbs you can eat that you can ingest without any negative side effects. So we have to make this assumption that to some level, carbs are somewhat toxic to the human body, okay? They have an element of toxicity and it's very much like alcohol when you think about it this way. Alcohol in small amounts is is slightly toxic to the human body, but is it really very harmful? I mean, you can argue uh, for for why this might be harmful, even in small amounts. Um, but from a from a metabolic standpoint, even in small amounts, carbohydrates do have an effect on the human body, and there's some negative effects of carbohydrates on the human body that I really want to address here today because when we talk about whether you can tolerate more carbs or not, we need to be looking at these negative side effects that a lot of people experience when they are eating a high carb diet or moderate carbohydrate diet. Okay, now a lot of people means that the majority of people have some sort of intolerance to carbohydrates and they experience one or more of these negative side effects that I'm going to talk about here in just a second. But in higher amounts, all of these things get exacerbated, okay? And so in higher amounts, people experience more of these issues and people experience um, them in, in greater degrees, okay? So some of the dysfunction that I'm talking about here are things like bloating, inflammation, blood sugar spikes, and then crashes, weight gain, uh, the inability to lose weight. These are all uh, side effects of carbohydrates, carbohydrate intake, uh, sleep issues, chronic stress, incessant hunger, uh, cravings for more carbohydrates, sugar cravings, brain fog, the inability to think and concentrate, gas, constipation, diarrhea, high heart rate while exercising, the inability to recover quickly from harder workouts, um, endurance issues where your endurance just tanks, you know, you're out there running and you hit the wall. Um, things like irritability, grumpiness, <laughs> anxiety, depression, these are all symptoms of high carbohydrate intake. And of course, there's a, a bigger list of things that will happen as a, as a result of, of years and years of high carb intake. We start to get into metabolic diseases, but these are just very common. These are not weird one-off things I'm talking about here. These are all very common side effects, very common symptoms of 
uh, carbohydrate intolerance. And, and a lot of people experience these side effects, especially when they're ingesting carbs in higher amounts, okay? And as we get older, we, we become even more carbohydrate intolerant, meaning that as we get older, we probably, most of us, can't handle carbs like we did when we were younger. So lowering your carb intake is going to be especially helpful and beneficial for the aging athlete if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, beyond, okay? So really determining your individual carbohydrate tolerance is going to be key to you not just becoming a fat adapted runner but also to help you to become the healthiest and fittest human being that you can possibly be all right we need to figure out what works for you from a carbohydrate standpoint if you want to be the healthiest person that you can be okay so let's look at one common scenario. So <clears throat> common scenario would be somebody that is interested in losing weight. And I talk to so many people who uh, are runners who are trying to lose weight and having a hard time with it. They're struggling with it. Uh, most people that listen to this podcast are probably people that fit into that category, right? Right. So if you're a runner and you struggled with your weight, then this is you know a pretty common scenario okay so let's look at what changes you might make and how to get a feel for what your carb, carb tolerance might be okay so let's say you have been eating that standard runner's diet that i've talked about in the past the standard runner's diet is the all carbs all the time diet that's where you're you're carb loading basically every single day you're pre-fueling with carbs, you're fueling during running with carbs, you're post-fueling with carbs, um, and you have it in your head that you can just eat anything you want at any time because you're a runner. Um, so I call this the carbitarian diet, and uh, you, you might be like sick of doing that and that's not working for you anymore, so you stop doing that, okay? And, and you decide, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this, Patrick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adopt a, a low-carb approach here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adopt a low-carb diet. I'm going to stop eating all the carbs, and, you know, like you say, and, and I'm going to try to lose weight. You know, your goals might be to lose weight, to improve your body composition, you know, to lose fat weight, gain muscle weight, improve your endurance. You, you want to reduce inflammation and, and all those things, right? So you have these very specific goals. And you decide to, to go on a quote-unquote low-carb diet. And so you might decrease your carb intake to like 100 to 150 grams of carbs a day. And this may not seem very low to most people, but most runners are probably eating between five and 800 grams of carbs a day. You heard me correctly, five to 800 grams of carbs per day. Now, remember, the dosage determines the poison, right? So eating a, a few grams of carbs a day, not a big deal, but five to 800 grams of carbs a day is going to have a significant impact on your metabolism, on your health in general. And I did a little bit of, of research into this and looked at what traditional running coaches recommend. And traditional running coaches will recommend, uh, from a carbohydrate standpoint, two and a half to four and a half grams of carbs for every pound of body weight. You know, to kind of depending on where you are in your training cycle. But the higher end of this is 
so crazy. So for somebody like me, so I weigh in about 180 pounds these days, okay? For me, if I'm at that, you know, four and a half grams of carbs for every pound of body weight, that is 810 grams of carbs per day that the, the traditional, you know, conventional wisdom will tell you is appropriate, right? And I used to eat this way. I did. And it was amazing. Like, I loved eating all those carbs. Like, I was like, bring it on, you know? I was training for ultra marathons and, and running uh, several uh, marathons a year and several ultra marathons a year. And I was gaining a lot of weight until, you know, after a few years, I realized that I was 40 pounds overweight. And I was like, this is stupid. Like, I can't keep doing this. I can't go on this way. Like there has to be a different way of doing this, right? So just keep in mind that 100 to 150 grams of carbs a day is um, uh, pretty low compared to where a lot of people start out with this thing, okay? <clears throat> so you reduce your carbs. You're down to 100, let's say you're about 150 grams a day and you're like, you know, I'm feeling better. My inflammation is going down. I don't feel so bloated all the time. I'm feeling pretty good. I like, I've got pretty good energy all day long. Like I'm actually losing a few pounds too, you know? So you stick with that approach for a while. And then after some time, your weight loss might kind of stall out. So you hit sort of a plateau and maybe your endurance. So your running isn't really improving much, right? So at that 150 grams level, your body is probably still relying mostly on carbs as the main fuel source, right? So you're really not tapping into your own stored body fat as your main fuel source. You're still relying on carbs. Um, you might feel better, you might lose some weight, and this may be a place where you wanna stay, and totally fine if that's what you want for yourself, okay? Fat adaptation, probably not going to happen at this level of carbs, okay? Uh, in order to get fat adapted, you got to reduce your carbs and talk about that in a second here. But if you're okay, like just with a, a lower carb approach and you're at that level, 150 grams, something like that, um, you still get to eat a lot of food that maybe you have always eaten and, and it's pretty easy to, to do and pretty easy to maintain this. Great. That's a good place for you to be then stick with that if it works for you, okay? But if you really want to get fat burning kicked into gear, if you want to become fat adapted as a runner, meaning you're burning mostly fat instead of sugar, then you, you're going to have to drop the carb intake, okay? If you really want to get weight loss moving, you're going to have to, to drop your carb intake. You know, you might be better suited in that 50 to 100 grams uh, per day range, something like that. Okay. For me, I tend to stick with a pretty low carb approach most of the time. And then what I do is I add carbs around certain workouts or when my training load increases. And this works really well for me. And one thing I need to say right here is like, we don't need to like be tracking these grams of carbs every single day for the rest of our lives. That's not what we're about here. Um, we do wanna like get a feel for where we are and then we can start to use our intuition and, and eat the kinds of foods that we 
we know will work for us and avoid the kinds of foods we know don't work for us. Okay. And that's a big part of what I do in my coaching with people as individuals is we get to this place where all of this just becomes intuitive for you and it just becomes how you live your life. Like I understand what I can and can't eat. I understand how many carbs I'm eating without even having to enter anything into an app or track any of my food. I know what I'm doing and I know how to add extra carbs around certain workouts or when my uh, training load increases to give me a little bit of an edge and to help me with that higher gear, with that higher intensity training. So that's a, a beautiful place to be. And uh, you know, if you want help with that, I can help you get there, okay? But just understand that um, for the most part, I tend to stick with a pretty low carb uh, approach most of the time, okay? <clears throat> so I do something that's probably more like low-carb, keto, carnivore type of diet, okay? I'm probably in the 20 to 30 grams of carbs total for most days, right? This is really low. And a lot of people don't like doing this. They don't, they think it's not sustainable or they think it's too hard or too restrictive. Like, that's fine. I love it. I feel amazing when I'm super low carb like this. Um, but then around certain workouts, I'm going to add 20 to 40 grams of carbs. So on days when I um, up my training and I have a really intense workout, I might be in the 50 to 75 grams of carbs for that day. But here's, here's something that's interesting is we have to earn our carbs, okay? So you earn your carbs around high intensity workouts or longer workouts, okay? And like I said, there isn't exactly some right number that I'm shooting for because I don't really track this anymore. I go by how I feel and what, what, what I need for this particular workout that I'm about to embark in here, okay? So I time my carbs around my workouts and this is key. You have to understand this because um, during a high intensity uh, interval session, for example, I'm gonna burn through that sugar that's in my system pretty quickly. So I may raise my blood sugar by eating some carbs, but I'm essentially going to burn through that sugar very, very quickly uh, during that workout. So I'm earning my carbs for that workout. And then my blood sugar comes back down uh, the rest of the day, and I'm back into that total fat burning zone again, right? And I'm back down into that you know, uh, keto, carnivore, whatever you want to call it, right? I don't really have a name for that because I don't really track ketones and things like that, right? So just understand that you got to earn your carbs and we want to time them around our workouts, okay? And lower intensity workouts basically require fewer carbs because you're staying in that fat burning zone, right? Usually that's going to be zones one, two, and three even. You can even get into zone four and still be burning a lot of fat if you're a, an experienced fat adapted athlete. And I know that there are some elite athletes out there, you know, top of their game in the world who are burning mostly fat still in zones four, even into zone five. Like this is like up to 80, 90% of their VO2 max. They are still burning mostly fat, which is amazing which is so, so amazing. Um, but for most of us, you know, we're going to be into that zone one, two, and three, and possibly a little bit into zone four, okay? But for those higher intensity workouts or workouts that are going to be, for me, maybe longer than two, three hours, 
I'm going to add more carbs to help me defend against that glycogen depletion and just to keep my glycogen levels high so that I can continue to perform at the level that I want to perform at. Okay. So it doesn't take much for me uh, during a long workout. Uh, it doesn't take much in the way of carbs during a long workout for me to get the fuel that I need and for me to experience that little burst of, of energy and, and a little bit of rocket fuel. So for me, I might be adding 15 to 20 grams of carbohydrate fuel per hour, which is totally sufficient for me. There are some athletes like, you know, I talked about Zach Bitter in the past, elite ultra marathoner, right? He does something more in the 40 to 50 grams of carbs per hour. And he's running these world record paces, like he's trying to set a world record for the 100 miler or something like that, right? This is not something that I'm going to ever have to worry about, okay? So <laughs> my guess is you probably won't either, which is fine. But uh, it's interesting that he only needs 40 or 50 grams per hour, and he can still perform as one of the top ultra runners in the world, okay? So for me, and I've experimented with this for years, I know what works for me. I know it works for me and my goals. Um, for me, I can I can keep my carbs super low, increase them around workouts, add some some carbs during some uh, higher intensity or longer workouts, and and I know what to do when when I'm in these situations, and I and I just intuitively know how to keep things working for me. Okay, and I know what to do when things aren't working the way I'd like them to work. Okay. Um, so for example, a couple of months ago, I, I, uh, <laughs> hate even admitting this, but a couple of months ago I fell running, fell on the sidewalk, tripped over a big crack in the sidewalk, was not even paying attention. I went down hard, blammed up my knee. So my knee was all swollen and for a couple of days I could run still. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to be okay. But it, it just got worse. And, and I really had to cut back on my running because any running at all hurt my knee like crazy. And I've done this before in the past. Both my knees are kind of messed up from falling down, uh, especially trail running. <clears throat> uh, you got to avoid those roots and rocks and stuff when you're trail running. It makes it uh, a much more adventurous type of running for sure. But so both my knees are a little bit jacked up, but you know, it's not enough to keep me from running. You know, I get at some pain every now and then, but not a big deal. So these last uh, 60 days though, I have not been able to run without a significant amount of pain. Now the pain is, is getting better and, and I can, I'm actually starting to increase my mileage, but in the last two months, I've run around 30 miles total. And I was getting uh, closer to around 30 miles per week before I fell, okay? So anyway, because of this, I've, I've had to really lower my, um, it, car, my uh, cardio, you know, I've had to lower my, my running, I'm not exercising as much. And, and I just know intuitively that when I get to this place where I, I'm uh, having some periods of inactivity where I'm not able to exercise, then I'm going to just drop my carbs to like zero, basically, right? So during this period, these last 60 days, I've been very low carb, keto, carnivore-ish, right? And, and I feel really good. I feel lean. I'm not gaining weight, right? Um, 
And as, as soon as my weekly mileage went from that 25, 30 miles a week down to like three to five miles a week, cause that's about all I can handle these days. Um, I just decreased the carbs. I just dropped the carbs altogether basically. Right. So I've been focusing more on weight training, more elliptical rower, um, to get that kind of endorphin rush that I love from running. Um, and I'm getting better. My knees feeling better. My, my, uh, runs feel much better. There's much less pain. Um, not quite where I want to be. Um, I was scheduled to do a half marathon this fall. I had to like cancel that. I can't do it. There's no way I can run that far right now without my knee just like going ballistic on me here. So for me, I know that when I get into these places where my training intensity goes down, so does my carb intake. And I feel really good. And then when I increase my intensity again, uh, those carbs will go back up again in order to you know, make sure that I am, like I said, defending against that muscle glycogen and that I'm giving my body the energy that I need to crush those harder workouts. All right. So this is what I want you to do. This is all an experiment. Okay. There's no right or wrong way to do this. There's no magic number that is perfect for you or for everybody. It's all an experiment. Okay. And it's a fun thing to do. Like we get to play around with this. You get to decide what you want to do for yourself. As long as what you're doing is working for you, you're feeling good, your inflammation is down, you're losing weight, running is improving, your endurance is improving, um, you're not experiencing the inflammation and bloating and all those side effects that I mentioned, um, your body composition is improving, sleeping is good, your energy levels are good, brain fog is lifted. All those things are happening, then you're doing it right. And I don't care what that number is for you, okay? Listen, we've been doing this low carb approach to our diet as human beings for like two and a half million years of evolution this is always the way we've done it. We were never a high carbohydrate society. So this is just getting back to our roots. This is just getting back to the natural order of things as human beings. Okay. Um, so first of all, determine your goals. What is it you want for yourself? You want to lose weight? You want to improve your running? You want better sleep? You want more energy throughout the day? Do you want all those things? Um, so determine what goals you want for yourself. Make some changes. Try it for a while. Track your progress and see how it works for you. And then look at your results. Like, hey, is this working or not? What is working? What's not working? And look at all these different metrics, you know, about weight loss and your body composition and sleeping and energy and all these things, right? And, and if you're noticing things aren't working the way you want to change something, you know, maybe add more carbs or, or drop your carbs lower, you know, experiment with this, have fun with this. It's all a fun experiment, right? And basically you're just going to rinse and repeat this process until you feel like you have a good handle on what works for you. And that's what this is all about. Determining your carbohydrate tolerance means that you get to decide what works for you and what doesn't work for you, okay? And as always, if you want help with this, I'm here for you. We'll figure it out together. We'll put together a plan. I'll help you stay on track. We'll hit that easy button, and together we'll crush those goals, okay? That's all I got for you today. Love you all. Keep on running lean, and I will talk to you soon. 
If you're a runner and you've been struggling to lose weight or you keep losing and gaining the same 10 pounds over and over again, or you're finally ready to get to your natural weight and stay there for good this time, then I have something you will love. I've created a powerful new training just for you called Running Lean for Life. You'll learn exactly how to transform yourself into a lean, fat-burning running machine so you can run without bonking, lose weight without calorie counting, and develop the habits required to make it last for life. To get this free training right now, go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash lean for life and start your transformation today.